What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Rookie Ball, the podcast where you want to go if you need to know anything sports or if you just want to hear my opinion on them. I, of course, am always your host, Phoenix Igus. Ladies and gentlemen, we are down to the final four in March Madness. We got a bunch of other stuff I want to get into with this episode. So, without further ado, let's get it. So as I said, we've officially reached the Final Four, and with not many games to analyze, I'm just going to quickly go through. So, with the Sweet 16 where we left off, uh, I got the first day of games 100% correct. I predicted the Arkansas upset and picked Houston to be Arizona, got Duke, got Villanova. And then the second day of games, St. Peter's upset Purdue, which I didn't predict. Kansas beat Providence, which I got. North Carolina beat UCLA, which I did not predict. But I did predict Miami beating Iowa State. And then in the Elite Eight round, I did have Duke winning. And outside of that, I was completely incorrect. I had Houston beating Villanova. Villanova won. I had Miami beating Kansas. Kansas won. And I had UCLA making it to the Final Four. So they got eliminated in Sweet 16, so that was never going to work. But North Carolina has moved on, leaving us with Villanova versus Kansas happening on Saturday and North Carolina versus Duke, a matchup in the heavens, a matchup that we did not think would be possible, but it's such a dream matchup, will be happening on Saturday at 7.49 Central Time which is 8.49 Eastern Time. Who do I think is going to win these games? I have Villanova and Duke making it to the national championship with Duke eventually becoming the champions. I originally had Houston, but Villanova knocked them out. So I think Duke is next in line to hold that trophy up at the end. And if it happens, they will have to make a movie out of it because it was Coach K's last year. North Carolina upset them earlier in the season and they got their revenge on them to reach the national championship to eventually win. I think even if they win this final four game, you can make a movie out of this one. Duke, what a magical season. I wish it could happen for my Kentucky Wildcats, but I personally have Duke and Villanova making it and Duke winning it all. So that may be the final time we talk about March Madness until the national championship. So as March Madness starts to dwindle down and lose its popularity, some sports are starting to rise back up again. And yes, I am talking about the MLB. Now spring training is starting to wind down, come to an end, and the regular season is on its way. Now, we talked about who I think will make the World Series this year. But there are six divisions to predict a winner of, and it seems for this year we're going to stick with two wild cards. It may be in place for this year to have three wild cards, but I'm going to stick with it's two wild cards. So I'm going to pick the three division winners and my two wild card teams. I'm going to start in the American League. 
Now the AL East may be one of the hardest divisions to predict because last year it was such a close race between four teams in the Rays, Yankees, Blue Jays, and Red Sox. All of them have made moves to get better this offseason. The Yankees have been doing insane moves as usual. The Rays have been doing under the radar moves and the Blue Jays have been losing some people, gaining some people. It's very interesting. Blue Jays are probably the popular young pick. Yankees are the cut clear favorite. And I think I'm going to go with Toronto. I think Vladimir Guerrero Jr. makes a huge jump. He was already great, but he makes an even bigger jump and becomes one of the best players in the MLB, probably top three. And I think he's in contention to win MVP. And he leads this Blue Jays team to a division title, which has not happened in a while. But I think it'll be a very close division. I honestly might have both of my wildcard teams coming from this division. But we'll see as I continue to look through these divisions. In the AL Central, I think this is a two-team race between the Minnesota Twins and the Chicago White Sox. The Chicago White Sox just continue to improve as a team while the Minnesota Twins made some moves to make themselves better, including gaining Sonny Gray, a pitcher from the Cincinnati Reds. And I think it may be enough to let them take the division crown. And I sadly don't think I have any other team coming out as a wildcard team. If it's three wildcard teams like it's supposed to be in the future, I would maybe have the White Sox in there. But I think I have the Twins. Winning the AL Central, their moves pay off. And in the AL West, the Astros, it seems, will lose Carlos Correa. The Mariners have made moves, but I still don't think they're there yet. The Athletics have made absolutely zero moves. They've spent zero dollars in the offseason. And the Rangers have spent a lot of money. And the Angels, of course, have Shohei Itani and Mike Trout on the same team. If they can stay healthy... That's a super dangerous duo. I don't think that they'll make it through the season healthy. I think they just have a lot of concerns between the two of them. And I just don't think they have the team surrounding them, especially the pitching rotation, to make it out of this division. So for me, it comes between the two Texas teams and the Rangers and Astros. I think Carlos Correa was a big part of this Houston team and I think Texas made a lot of moves to get better they were probably bottom of the division last year but they spent over 500 million dollars in free agency and I think it's gonna pay off I think Houston took a big step back even though they performed well last season I just felt like there was a little bit off with some of their star players due to them not being able to cheat anymore so with all that being said I got Texas making out the division and my two wildcard teams. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Yankees and the Rays. Uh, I think they continue to make it out. Uh, I could see any team winning the division from the ALE East out of my three teams. Any of them could win it and I'd pick the other two as my wild card. It's interchangeable for me. I think the Red Sox keep it close, but they are the fourth best team in my opinion on this division. Moving along to the NL National League, we start with the NL East. And once again, I think this is just a two-team race between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Atlanta Braves. 
The Phillies, as they've been doing for the last six, seven seasons, have been making huge money moves in free agency, including this offseason, adding Nick Castellanos, who is one of the best hitters in the MLB last season, to whereas the Atlanta Braves have basically kept the same team that won the World Series from last year, besides losing Freddie Freeman, but replacing him with Matt Olson, who may not be on the same level as Freddie Freeman, but can replicate some abilities that Freddie Freeman had. And it seems like they'll be getting Ronald Acuna Jr. back very early in the season. And I don't know if you guys remember, but he was originally their best player. And I think he's been forgotten a little bit. Atlanta probably would have been better if he had stayed in the lineup instead of sustaining a season-ending injury that I believe included Tommy John surgery. So, between Atlanta and Philadelphia, Philadelphia has been trying these moves of just splashing down in free agency, and they continue to just miss the playoffs. And I personally think that continues. I don't see any reason why that would change. I have Atlanta winning this division. Philadelphia could destroy this division. I wouldn't question it because they should talent-wise. But I do have Atlanta winning this. I just like the build of the team. It feels very Tampa Bay Rays-ish. Uh, and that worked out for them. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Atlanta to win this division. In the NL Central, this one is such a mix-up every year. Uh... Obviously, my Cincinnati Reds are in here, but I'm not going to pick them to win this division as they have gotten tremendously worse uh, talent-wise, roster-wise since the offseason, including losing Nick Castellanos, trading away Sonny Gray, Eugenio Suarez, and Jesse Winker, and probably soon to be even more people. So the roster has just diminished. With that being said... I think this comes between the Milwaukee Brewers and the St. Louis Cardinals. For me, the Cardinals have gotten better, and I believe they were a wild card team last season. The Brewers, I think, won the division, uh, and they've kind of stuck with the same team. It seems like not much has changed for them, but I do think St. Louis, as it pains me to say, because I hate the St. Louis Cardinals. They do just have a lot of good talent on their team. And they just brought Albert Pujols back to his hometown, St. Louis. And I understand it's not his hometown, but that was his main team. And I think St. Louis pulls it off. I see a world where the Brewers could possibly be a wildcard team. But that's for me to decide once I move on to the NL West, which has a clear favorite, but has some really good teams in it. The Los Angeles Dodgers are by far going to win this division. I don't expect any surprise like last season with San Francisco winning. The Dodgers are going to win this division without a doubt in my mind. They have an all-star level roster lineup-wise and rotation-wise. I think they're completely unstoppable, and they will win the NL West. But I think there's three teams that are very competitive for a wild card spot in the NL West. Just like in the AL East, I think the NL West will kind of dominate the, the standings. That leaving the Rockies, Giants, and Padres out, along with the Brewers and the Phillies due to my predictions. Now, 
who do I think is going to make it all of them? I think the Giants kind of had a fluke uh, season last year. I think they are a good team, but not what they displayed last season. The Padres, I think, are for real, but they don't get Fernando Tatis Jr. until like two months into the season, and I think by then it'll already be too late. I don't think they have the team without him to make a run for the playoffs. So, I think I actually have the Rockies getting in the second in this division. Do I think it's enough to make the wild card? I know I said that the NLS is going to dominate like the AL East did, but now that I think about it, yeah, I don't I don't think I have any other team from this from this division making it. I think they all have the potential to make it, but due to injuries with the Padres and lack of talent with the Giants and lack of experience with the Rockies, I think I'm going to go with the Brewers and the Phillies as my wildcard teams in the NL, and I like those picks. I think an NL West team could definitely come out of nowhere, especially the Giants or the Rockies, um, but I personally think that the Brewers and Phillies just have less trouble than the other teams do. Uh, I do think it'll be a close race between the Phillies and the rest of the teams fighting for a wild card spot. I think the Brewers will grab the top wild card spot, but I think it should be interesting. I'm super excited to see this season. As I said, I think I like the uh, I think I like the Blue Jays and the Dodgers to make the World Series, and that falls in line with my predictions for the division winners. So I think that's what's going to come down to. So just as a recap, I got the Braves, Cardinals, and Dodgers as division winners, with the Brewers and Phillies as wildcard teams. And I got the Blue Jays, Twins, and Rangers as my division winners, with the Yankees and Rays being my wildcard team. Now we just talked about a sport that is starting to come into their opening day, begin the season, and there's one sport that is starting to end, decline off into their playoffs, and that is the NBA. Now we've already done championship predictions, we've done power rankings, and we've done playoff predictions even for the NBA. So I just kinda wanna give my final thoughts. Teams that are maybe on the fringe, who gets in and who doesn't, who I think the true contenders are on each side. And yeah, just mostly talking about that stuff what players I think will shine when it comes playoff time, bars, and let's get into it. On the Eastern Conference side, the race for first is as tight as can be between four teams. The Miami Heat right now lead it by a full game, but the 76ers, Milwaukee Bucks, and Boston Celtics all are within a game of Miami to take this. Boston has been on an unreal run since i believe the all-star break they are playing at the highest level without a doubt the best second half team in the nba just pulling out win after win after win and they look very hot which is a dangerous thing when you go into the playoffs if you are facing a team like that and will it be enough to put them in first place if they continue to win the way they are yes absolutely but I do think they'll definitely be a team that has home court advantage in the first round, and that'll benefit them highly 
from being yet another first run exit as they have been for so many years. So, shout out Boston. Milwaukee just stays consistent. As long as they have their big three, they play amazing. When they don't, they still play great. Uh, if they don't have any of them, I think they're still deep to win a game against some of the worst teams in the NBA. But Giannis continues to play at an MVP level, even though he won't be considered for it. And Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton continue to play like fringe all-stars that can lead a team themselves almost. Milwaukee looks very good. I don't think they'll grab first place. I think it's better for them to do what they're doing now and just let their stars play a little less minutes so they can rest a bit, waiting for the playoffs, and then you play them a lot of minutes. Right in front of them is the Philadelphia 76ers, and man, as that trade ended up working out for them very nicely. James Harden playing at elite level. Joel Embiid looks like probably the front runner for the MVP award. And Tyrese Maxey is playing out of his mind lately. But right in front of them, they have officially clinched their division, is the Miami Heat. And they just don't have the build of a number one team to me. I do think they will lose this number one seed uh, before the season is over. They will be a top three team. I think they land in front of a team like the Bucks. Uh, but Miami has proved that they can make the finals. Jimmy Butler has proved he can be a leader. Tyler Hero is playing crazy off the bench. Miami could definitely win this conference, but will they? I think that is the question. I don't think they will. I think that Boston might move into first place on this one. At the bottom of the conference, it is very close between three teams that are separated by a game, and that is the Brooklyn Nets charlotte hornets and atlanta hawks i had actually predicted two of these teams in the nets and hawks to make the playoffs this year i did not predict the hornets although i saw a world where they did make it now i will say if the brooklyn nets don't make the playoffs it'll be one of the most disappointing storylines in the nba this season because Kyrie has just been cleared to play every game, including home games. And when he has played, he's played out of his mind this season. Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young has played insane so far. So it'll be very sad to see a player like that miss the playoffs. And LaMelo Ball, a young, fun player that we might most likely miss in these playoffs. Brooklyn, I think, needs to be the team to make it. It doesn't seem like two of these teams will be able to make it. So if I had to pick, Brooklyn is the most entertaining to watch and I think has the biggest contention to knock off a number one seeded team, especially if Kyrie is playing. So I personally think that Brooklyn will make it and should make it as the eighth seed. And as for the five, six, and seven teams, although they've played great this season in the Bulls, Raptors, and Cavs, I do not see them beating any of the top four teams in a seven game series so i think yes congratulations for making the playoffs but they do not get any further than that in the western conference the top team has already been clinched phil the phoenix suns are the number one team in the western conference and that will not be changing until the season is over 
and we will see whoever they face as the eight seed, which I completely forgot that the plan is still a thing. So we actually will see Brooklyn, Atlanta, Charlotte duke it out to see who is claiming the playoff spot. I still think it'll be Brooklyn because I think they have more talent than the other teams. With the Western Conference, outside of the Grizzlies, three through seven are kind of in their own league. It could change between all of them throughout the next few games. Uh, and all of them are kind of like 500 over their last 10 games. They haven't been super impressive. Uh, the Timberwolves have been fun to watch. The Warriors still don't have Steph Curry back. So we'll see if that hurts them in the standings because they are starting to near that fourth and fifth playoff seed, which you want to have home court advantage if you can. Now, towards the bottom is where it actually gets exciting. So, the Clippers do hold a very stern spot as the number 8 seed, and Timberwolves most likely will keep at that number 7 spot. But, where it gets exciting is that 9 and 10 seed, which are right now held by the Pelicans at 9 and the Lakers at 10. But the Spurs are only half a game outside of that 10 spot and only a game out of the 9 spot. Those are most likely the three teams that will come between. Who do I think? Well, I do think, like the Brooklyn Nets, the Lakers may missing the playoffs or even possibly missing the play-ins, whereas I don't think that will happen with the Brooklyn Nets. They will at least play in the playing games. The Lakers are in danger of missing the playing games. As I said, it would be a shame for a team like the Nets, like the Lakers, to miss out on the playoffs or the play-in game but for the Lakers, I think that they don't get it. Because while the Brooklyn Nets are getting their second star back in Kyrie Irving, the Lakers are still waiting on Anthony Davis to get healthy at any point in his career. And I don't think he will. Russell Westbrook, although I love the guy, and he is basically putting up the name numbers that he has throughout his whole career, just slightly off with the shooting percentages, I don't think he's enough to be a second star to LeBron James. Although I think LeBron will play at an insane crazy level for the rest of the season, I don't think it's enough. I think the Spurs just have a better build of a full roster and team that plays together so much better than the Lakers do. And I do think the Pelicans hold on to that number 9 seed. They just beat the Lakers. I believe they have one more game against the Lakers and one more game no, no more games against Spurs, but they do have one more, I believe, against the Lakers. And I think that's a free win itself. The Pelicans by far have the easiest remaining schedule out of these three teams. After that, I think the Spurs have the second hard easiest. And then the Lakers have the hardest. So with that even being said, I think that the Spurs move on. They are on a streak to where the Lakers are losing a bit lately. So... I think that the Pelicans Spurs make the play-in game, which I think helps the Pelicans a lot. I think the Pelicans have an easier chance of beating the Spurs than the Lakers, although the regular season matchups will tell you differently. But I do have the Pelicans beating the Spurs, and they move on to play the losers of Timberwolves and Clippers, which I assume will be the Clippers. And I think the Pelicans can beat the Clippers. So when I said that my team can make a playoff run and maybe get in there, I wasn't joking. I think this team can make it if Zion is able to play during the playoffs, which it seems he might not be able to. If we were to get him, we would be unstoppable, even if he doesn't play though. 
I think we are a top eight team. My my Pelicans are a top eight team talent-wise in this conference. Although I think they will get instantly bounced by Phoenix as soon as they make it in because Phoenix is unstoppable and they are a great team. And they, of course, have my name. So if they beat my Pelicans, I will be rooting for them to win the NBA Finals. But... That is all the time we have for today, ladies and gentlemen. I really do hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you do, please leave a review, leave five stars, follow me on my Twitter at RookieBallPod1. And I will see you guys on Friday. And I will see you guys on the flippity flip. Get out of here!